Welcome to the Makom Israel Teachers Lounge podcast, where we connect students and listeners with Israel by discussing and exploring current events and relevant issues. I am your host, Michael Unterberg, here as always with co-host Alan Goldman. How you doing, Alan? Doing good, Mike. All right, that's good. Uh, Post-Purim. Post-Purim. Dealing with some heavy topics today, yeah. we want to talk about the topic that everyone's talking about, what Israel is doing about coronavirus. Alan, would you invite our guest, please? Well, we've already invited her, but I will introduce her. <laughs> That's the word I meant. <laughs> um, our guest is Aviva Yosilis from the Shira Pransky Project, and Aviva has 25 years of experience in health advocacy and health system navigation. She has a broad understanding of the biological sciences, biostatistics, ep- epidemiology, clinical trials, and current issues in healthcare. Aviva began her career in the U.S. in health education advocacy for low-income minority communities. She currently serves as the Shira Pransky Project's Director of Advocacy Services, where she trains our fellows in patient advocacy, provides healthcare workshops throughout Israel, and offers individual consultations with immigrants struggling to navigate the Israeli healthcare system. Additionally, she created the first ever patient advocacy course in Israel, and Aviva lives in the outskirts of Jerusalem with her husband and five children. So now you know why we brought her, because she knows a lot of things that we have no clue about, <laughs> which is, you know, healthcare systems and medical, because we are history people. Yeah. Um, so welcome, Aviva. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for coming. Now, obviously, we're an Israel uh, Issues podcast, so we don't want to—we're we're interested in how Israel can and will be affected, but also how Israel's been handling it. Right. So can, just for starters, can you tell us how you think Israel's been doing, the Israeli government and health department, at handling this growing pandemic? Sure, sure. So I, just to clarify, is that I work today in healthcare advocacy, but I have my master's in public health from Hebrew U. So I started off in that area and mm-hmm. uh, with a focus on epidemiology and, uh, and health research. So I, I come at this from a very public health perspective. Yeah, and policy perspective. And policy perspective, yeah. exactly. And uh, it's been really interesting because people's reaction has really been uh, quite negative. The people that I've been speaking to saying, you know, it's the media, they're blowing it up. They're, it's just because they want to get more news coverage and, mm. you know, they're killing the economy just to get more you when know, you say people, do you mean people in your field or people no, in your no, social? No, no, no. I'm just like people like, you uh-huh. know, the Purim Suda. Yeah. I was sitting with mm-hmm. someone and we ended up having a, a discussion there at the table. And I understand, you know, you you feel like all of a sudden things are closing down. You're being very restricted. Weddings are being canceled or postponed. It, it feels very overwhelming. Yeah. It feels draconian. It feels like it's, it's, exactly. too, it's cruel, it feels. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel that it's very important to clarify that actually there's a lot of thought that went behind making these policies and that Israel actually, I think, has been extremely impressive mm-hmm. in how they're handling the situation. So, so I, yeah. I think that what you're getting at, and this is also my confusion, again, not being a public health person and health is like, what is the danger? Like we, you know, we, we have flus every year. Right. That, that's why people are like, okay, so I, we know it's, exactly. people get sick. Exactly. So, so there's, there's a few things. First of all, there's something that you always look at at a large illness uh, called the case fatality rate, meaning how many of the total people who will be infected will die from whatever illness it is. So the flu is usually less than 1%, meaning... Um, Even much less than 
Right? Yeah, less than one yeah. percent exactly. So even though, and look, look at the you know the push from the you know all over the world. You have vaccinations for the flus, mm-hmm. for the right. major flus, meaning you want to reduce it. Why? Not only because you want to reduce the case fatality rate of those people who will be infected, but also you. Uh, you need to reduce the morbidity to rate, meaning those people who will get sick from it because then, first of all, you have fewer workers, mm-hmm. which often affects your economy. And, and second of all, it puts more of a burden on the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. So currently, it looks like the coronavirus has about a 2 to 3% case fatality rate, which is not as high as some of the other illnesses that we've seen, but the cons- uh, like MERS and uh, it- SARS, but it's highly, highly contagious. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, yeah. the concern is that, you know, it's airborne. So you're in a closed situation, you're within two meters of someone for 15 minutes, you're exposed. Mm-hmm. So the truth is for the majority of us, we would have it and we would get better. Mm-hmm. Right. But what you're concerned about is those pop- parts of your population that are weaker, like you're over 75, uh, those people who have pre-existing conditions like diabetes, of which we have hundreds of thousands of people, mm-hmm. uh, heart disease, which we know you know a lot of people have in this country. So you're talking about it, it's it's a herd and mentality and the elderly, right? The over 75. So. Just as how we have vaccines, right, for babies, and just how we have the flu vaccine and other things, we're thinking we're thinking globally or nationwide. You know, you're not thinking about just your individual. Like, okay, I could have it. I wouldn't feel well for a couple of weeks, and I would, you know, get mm-hmm. on with my life. Which is what will happen to most people. Which eighty percent of the cases they say are without complications. But meaning 20, you don't need special. You don't need special hospitals. That you have the flu. You might, you know, but you'll get over it after a couple of weeks. But for 20%, you know, you're talking about ICU, you're talking about hospitalization, you're talking about possible ventilators. That is, we just don't have enough hospital beds or ventilators for 20% of the population. We don't. No, 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 20% no of the does. cases. No, no country. No country. No country no does. Not 20% of the population, right. 20% of the cases. 20% of so, the cases. Right. Yeah. So you see what's happening in countries like Iran, where like not only are they having a lot of incidents, but they're dying. Northern Italy also. Yes, in Northern they're Italy. They're flooding the hospitals. Exactly. And then the healthcare workers get sick, so there aren't enough people. Exactly. And, and, then, and then they close the country, and right. you're talking about, you know... So so that's what they're trying to avoid. So that's why the Prime Minister presented it that way, that you don't need to panic. You're probably going to be fine, but we're doing this to protect exactly. our grandparents exactly. and the weakest among yes, us. Yes, I saw... Right, right. I thought that was an interesting way to put it, because right. it was saying... Don't panic. I'm not saying... Don't panic. But we should be considerate of the fact that we can help save... We don't know how many lives of the people who are vulnerable. Exactly. We just... Oh, yeah. No, we did. We looked at the numbers this morning just... And we have close to a million people in this country who are over 65. Mm. Wow. So, and the numbers are. Thank God, that's like a beautiful thing. Right, right. No, it's it's amazing. We have a very special society. We have a lot of older people and we have a lot of younger people. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because we have a high fertility rate here. Right. And uh, if you look at the numbers from China, it looks about 14% of those people over 75, 80, there's a case fatality, meaning they're dying. And then you mm-hmm. have another level who, you know, who are getting sick. So if you look at, you know, you can just run the numbers, like what that would mean if if we had that, you know, sort of running rampant. Right. Where we, you know, they're in very this country. Vulnerable. Right. And when we could, uh, there would be high fatality there will be high fatality and there'll be a lot of morbidity yeah you know and uh and, and you know sickness and hospitalization right. i mean look and part of part of the people in danger then become if the hospitals get jammed then people with other conditions god forbid exactly. somebody has a heart attack they can't get a hospital right. bed right. because they're full right 
right? So there's a spillover or, danger. Or the doctors aren't free to focus on them or the right. medical right. equipment is right. not available to them. Right, right. So the goal is to slow down the spread? Exactly. The goal, exactly. So by, by making this social distance and by putting all of these people in quarantine, you are slowing the rate of transmission and keeping the numbers, you know, I mean, even though we're still increasing relatively the numbers are 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 more at bay so that you can so that's more uh, handle you can handle it exactly. better yeah, right. exactly it doesn't overload exactly. it's it be an ongoing thing right. that hospitals will deal with right so i have to say also very i work with a lot of government systems a uh-huh. lot of whom I have well, a lot fun. of doubt about. <laughs> yeah. uh, For people who like, you know, right. slamming their head in doorways. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. All the government systems yeah. I work there, I talk. I have to say that I personally know the people at the top of Misrata Brut. Because the health they, ministry. The health ministry. I know the Mankal I met him when he was Samankal. The, and, the executive, and the executive Itamar director. Itamar was head of director. public health services. Yeah, thank you for yeah. translating. <laughs> yeah, just so for our listeners who don't know the Hebrew. Right, yeah. right. Um, very smart uh, intelligent people who are, they're not doing this without a very clear thought process. Mm-hmm. But w- one of the discussions is, is that the, in fact, the head of the health ministry, the director general of the health ministry, right. Moshe Bar Simon, yeah. or Simantov, thank yeah. you, um, is not a, uh, a medical professional. He's an economist. Yes. And that's, I think that's actually fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? <laughs> Um, because I personally think that people who are making decisions at the top in health administration shouldn't actually necessarily be doctors because I, doctors have a very specific focus. They have a very specific approach. Um, and I think that people who come from outside of that field sometimes have a much wider view and perspective in the decision making. And if you're if you're sort of so, thinking from a macroeconomic level of yes. how does this big picture affect everyone and yes. how will our decisions – yes continue to spill out as they as they unfold, that's a good perspective to have. But there's a lot of cooperation in Misrata Brut between the, the health ministry. The health right, thank you. <laughs> in between the the upper management, which is very impressive. And I they they're looking at data, they're making, you know, um, well thought out decisions. They're basing it on public health tenets of which, you know, Everybody so knows some, and has learned. So, so it, sometimes we're cynical about government, but you're saying the health ministry, we shouldn't be cynical. It doesn't mean they're going to be perfect. Exactly. I and, am, and the fact that the government's now a caretaker government also because we're, we keep doing elections, that shouldn't concern <laughs> us either because the health ministry is functioning. I feel Yes. The health okay. ministry has been this whole time with all of the elections. I feel like they have really operated smoothly. And I feel like historically they don't get – I see like the Ministry of Welfare and the Ministry of Education, they get really thrown off by the elections. I don't know what it is about the Ministry of Health that keeps it really on an even keel, mm. even despite you know the, the political changes that go on. Mm. Because so. how long has the deputy minister been from one of the ultra-Orthodox parties? Litzman? He's oh, been Litzman. For, been, yeah, uh, he's been back and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. I think there aren't that many political appointees that change at the health ministry. Yeah. It's mostly it's mostly the people who work no, there. No, like in every government, but in, in every office. Yeah. The, the Mankal, which in English is the... Director. Director, the director general. Director general, oh, right. So they always general. stay. They mm-hmm. always stay, but the, and and their underlings stay. They don't change. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, most they stay. But the problem is the budget, mm-hmm. the budget and the political feel and the agenda mm-hmm. changes so, radically. So I don't know if you're. I don't know if there's something you can answer, but something that sort of just was, we were talking about is what about medicine and goods and medical equipment coming into Israel and right. the flow of mm-hmm. goods. Right. How much? 
So Do we have a lot to worry about like I, again, I wish I had an answer for you. I was actually thinking about this this morning. I mean, one of the problems that always happens, like we see it, you know, with chicken every year, mm-hmm. people yeah. panic, mm-hmm. like when there's a snowstorm and everybody right. runs to buy chicken. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I'm a little concerned that everybody will run to get, you know, medications that then will, will be a, um, a scarcity. Right. I, I don't know about imports of medication. It's a question. I mean, have they been it's a talking about route. it in the, in the ministry? I haven't thoughts, seen or? anything written. I mean, on a good day, it's often sometimes you can't get a medication that you've right. been getting mm-hmm. for months because for whatever reason, there's like, you know, it's missing, which I haven't quite figured that out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why that happens. Uh, there are glitches in the supply chain somehow. In uh, a, yeah. Right, exactly. Just as, as a matter of course. So how this will affect, I, I don't know. Uh, I know that I'm sure they're thinking about it, and it's planned. And well, it's an interesting global problem because as so much of our, so many of our products come from the Far East, exactly, and the Far East gets locked down, we're going to have well, right. I mean, I, I, I mean, none of what, us are economists, but this is clearly going to be. But it a is major. one of the criticisms that they've been. I've heard on the on the in the media on how the government's handling. In other words, yes, so they're making these. Um, you mean the Israeli government? Yeah, the Israeli government making a lot of these, you know, the the social distancing and being very strict on that and strong, and maybe that's a good thing. Or let's say it's a good thing. Let's, well, I'll agree <laughs> with you because you're this expert. Um, but actually, there has not really been a lot of talk of okay, Stop acquiring piling. more ventilators, acquiring more me- like how, where is that coming from? Or let, at least there's not transparency on it. Maybe they're doing it, but it's not. Look, acquiring more medical supplies like ventilators or you know, expensive machinery is complicated. Right. You know, on a good day, they're very expensive, and you know, I think we're talking more about. I mean, like getting an MRI in Israel is a crazy. It it's can a crazy be a thing. process, right? Yeah, right. Well, we have a shortage of hospital space and hospital. We do. I yes. mean, that's an ongoing right. challenge. Right. That and as maybe, our population grows, which projections say it's going to shoot up over the next few decades, right. is our medical care infrastructure big enough to handle the Look, population right. That's been a question. I mean, we already have a shortage of doctors and nurses, mm-hmm. and we've had a shortage. We, as soon as we leave the center of the country, what they call the periphery, we have a significant mm-hmm. shortage of mm-hmm. anesthesiologists, of um, you know geriatricians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that was a question before that. I happen to think that... Um, Israel happens to be great in a crisis. Yeah. Crisis management, yeah. we have perfected, we teach the rest of the world. So maybe this crisis, I mean, they, this person now, this uh, the rabbi in Gush Etzion, he's in mm-hmm. Ishpuz Bay, to the first one, not uh, to be ha- hospitalized. Home quarantine. Um, yeah. Yes. No, what Ishpuz is not quarantine. No, he's hospitalized. He's he has corona. He yeah. came he's back from America Rav with Dov Zinger yeah, of, the, Dov of Yeshivat exactly. Mekor Chaim. It's a Israeli um, Yeshiva high school in Gush Etzion. That my son mm-hmm. attended. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's under Rav Steinsultz's. Uh, right. Um, so he, so he's hospitalized in his house. In this his, is he's the house. first. It's a trial mm-hmm. case. They're seeing. Yeah. I mean, he's not. You know, thank God he's okay. Right. But maybe this will teach the system. You know, how can we not have everybody in the hospital system? Right. How can we maybe decentralize right. care? I mean, I always tell my students who say, "I'm afraid this is a stupid question." I always say, "It's good to ask stupid questions." All the time. Th- I'm only. It's about not that there's no such thing. So I don't I don't know. That's why you're asking, right? Right, right, exactly. Is there a way the government could, I don't know, like uh, tourism is now going to drop to yeah. very little. Can they you take over ho- uh, hotel space and use that for, in other words, maybe decentralize treatment of this virus so that right. other medical things can go? The, the, the issue isn't really the space. The issue is the doctor-nurse-to-patient Except, ratio. Uh, so it's the professional. Which is like half of it what it is, I think, in the United States, right? 
And it really depends on what I saw state the you're num- in. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw that yeah. they were doing numbers yesterday, and Israel has something like we have a lower than 2.2 recommended doctors ratio. To I don't remember every, offhand because it really yeah. changes by area. I mean, what your real concern are areas like the Galil, mm-hmm. you uh-huh. know, down south where you you're far from a you know hospital situation. Mm. What maybe you could do is take professionals, let's say EMT you know, or Hatsala mm-hmm. or paramedics or people who have that kind of training and maybe you can modify, give them like an extra kind of, uh, what, hachshara. What yeah. ha- training. Yeah. training. It's right, I'm Quick born training. in America, right, and like, I just only lived here for well, 25 you talk about years. Well, you professionally talk about this in Hebrew all day. I <laughs> right, I know, yeah. right, I don't even know the words in yeah. English. So me, I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but, you know, take that and be able to train them so that they could work in like an ICU right. type. But of course, that you know? also takes them offline from what they do. True, so that, true. There's I, a shortage I, of with paramedics. Also. <laughs> I mean, I think. I mean, I. I don't want to. I don't want to sound silly, but like. No, but you you have a ba- you have a balance because of course now we're going to Israel. We even talked about the policy Israel's instituted now is that you can't be in a place more than a hundred people. Right. right. So that will also decrease the na- the need for medics. Right. Right. For. Dealing with emergency situations in crowds, for instance, right? I don't know yeah. if that's that's their biggest call, though. No, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, yeah. there, there, I mean, there's a might... balance of what uh, uh, of. Well, it could be uh, as people uh, become underemployed, maybe there'll be special training to yeah. make them more helpful in these <laughs> situations. Right. Maybe we could use that. Those of us who yeah. deal with them, tour guides, tour guides will be retrained exactly. <laughs> as well, ICU attendants. Something, yeah. Although, yeah. again, you're going to have an equipment shortage and that there's no way to get around. And that's why the social distancing to slow down the spread so that it keeps it a manageable number right. is right. the real key. No right. matter what you do around it, right. whether it's an equipment issue, slowing down the spread seems to be. Right. Are we, everyone, I, at least uh, I also follow the news in the States, they're, they're very concerned with the lack of testing that the testing numbers are so inadequate. How are we doing here in Israel? You mean, in t- right now they're doing very well from what mm-hmm. I understand. Again, I, I I made a choice a long time ago that I don't read the news, so I never know what's going <laughs> on. Um, but health, the only thing news I ever know about is, you know, what's going on in the health world. And so I just read the Ministry of Health website. I look at their updates. Mm-hmm. I see what they're, hand- you know, how they're handling it. So, um, I mean, the benefit of being a small country is mm-hmm. that, you know, we have access to everybody and we have access to... Well, the scale, the scale itself makes it more manageable, but also we really oh. have very few ports of entry and exit. Like we're very, we basically, I mean, other than Ben Gurion Airport, I guess some there's import and export on the, on, on the, the on the on docks, the ports, right? On the ports, but mostly we're a very, we're already a sort of sealed country for well, they some closed good on the bad reasons. They closed down the airport in Eilat, right? The Eilat right. airport was like a very a conduit to Russia. Yeah, a very. Big but we have oh, very clo- limited. Are they closed it? Mm-hmm. But that's another scalability issue that we can, yeah. you know, if right. we decrease flights in and out, yeah. right. we have a hold on things. We don't have people. Right. The question in. is, how long in this global economy can you isolate yourself and not, you know, what will be the long term effects? I mean, right. we're yeah. in an era of, you know, unknown. Unknown, right? <laughs> I kind of feel like we're in like a YA novel, you know, young adult, <laughs> yeah. right? All these dystopian yeah. universe that my kids are always reading. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think for yeah. me, for me, the most, the, the you know, the, that comes to my mind mostly, first of all, is the second intifada. Yeah. Um, when that hit, certainly for our industry, meaning those, we're talking about those who deal with people coming from outside of Israel, Impact either for long-term or yeah. or short-term programming. Um, uh, that that was like, you know, very sharp downturn in people coming. Right. Again, it was very, it was different, clearly. But that that's sort of the first frame of reference. In or, terms of cutting down travel. Or yeah, cutting yeah. down travel, people questioning to come or not or not coming, programs canceling, right. Right. programs closing down. 
Um, right, that know, didn't really have the large groups, you know, weddings shutting down or people still. Well, again, not that, internally, but no. externally had a huge effect. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Effect. On travel. You know, this yeah, is going to have a huge yeah. effect internally also. You know, weddings, most people have weddings of more than 100 people. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. People getting married over the next few weeks have to. And then that's right. Exactly. I, I mean, it's additional. We have a wedding, God willing, uh, in May. Oh, Mazda. Yeah, my, my daughter's yeah. very, I'm like, no, by May, we're going to be, <laughs> yeah. things will be different. I don't know. I mean, I hope so. I hope nobody, so. Nobody really knows. That's nobody the, really that's knows. The, yeah, yeah. So. I find with that's students, it's a very uncomfortable feeling when they turn to the adults who explain things to them. But and because right. this is such a new sort of thing, they're finding that their teachers aren't giving them. I don't want to say satisfying answers, but the teachers right. have to say, "I don't know." Eighteen-year-olds uh, find that very difficult. I think what we have yeah. to remember. I mean, I think you guys might agree with me because you're. Historians, right? Or you're well, in the history? No, history. History, history teachers. Talks? History teachers. Okay, I think that's more than historians. <laughs> Is that you know the world has gone through? I mean, World War One and World War Two, when people were in it, was an upheaval of unbelievable yeah. proportions yeah. that changed people's lives drastically. Correct. Yeah. That everyone, you know, was in. I mean, usually we see it with wars and not necessarily with. Uh, you know, we had we talked. You talked about the Spanish flu before. Before we were recording. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so. I think what we have to tell, especially like the youngest who I've been telling my kids, is, is that we, it seems extreme now, but it, actually there have been enormous upheavals in, mm-hmm. hist- in history that, that you know, humankind has figured out and we, we work it through and we create new systems. And, you know, it's not kind of like the uh, apocalypse feeling that, you right. know, I think that, people are experiencing. And people or, who lived during those eras, unless you lived in very specific areas, Life more or less went on. Exactly. And there was a shortage of this. Exactly. Or I had to move to that. Exactly. But I, there was, every, people figured out how to get along. Exactly. Look, we, I, we talk about plagues, you know, if we got wars, plagues we've been living with since the right. beginning of time, right? right. Um, right. I know. I do I, think that there's this I, feeling of like, yeah, that's an old world thing. Like in yeah. the new world, we don't Well, yeah, I we think that that's plagues. a difference. <laughs> of course, that's not true. <laughs> that's a difference. I think we thought we beat that. Right, we yeah. thought that we have yeah. medicine. You know, our, our our modern science has taken right. you know those things under control, and we see that that's not exactly true. I saw interesting something that went around about uh, just on Purim, is that Rabbi Moshe Isserlis, who was a very famous rabbi from the 16th century in Krakow, there was a plague at one point in his life, and mm-hmm. on Purim they weren't allowed out; they had to stay in his houses, and that's when he wrote his commentary on the Megillah. Mm. Um, wow! So silver <laughs> lining, I guess. Uh, yeah. Silver lining is how do you use the time? Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Would do, right. Maybe yeah. we should change our language when we say right. in the days of Russia so there was an epidemic because yes. partially we use the word plague <laughs> yeah. exactly. we think of it as something that doesn't happen in this world right. and you know when you read what people were writing before World War One, there was this sense of well I guess we've ended, ended war like we're just too yeah, yeah. civilized to have war right. and even like if you look at the 90s when or, the Soviet Union or also after World War One, the yeah. Great History. War yeah. 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 The Great War, war. that's done exactly. it's out of our system right. Yeah. Right. so by the end of the 20th century you still had people saying after the fall of the Soviet Union yeah. right. like oh, okay I guess we did it now the end of history like who is that Right. the Japanese author, American author who wrote. But like, okay, now that we've defeated communism, now human civilization, and then after 9-11, there was a sense of like, oh no, we're not. But there was a sense that we defeated nature, Yeah, I think. Yeah. And yeah. that's not a good... That's, that's not, not a good place. That's not true. We're right. being very humbled. Yeah. And I, I think that that is a good, you know, take-home lesson. Yeah. Right. You know, this was not one of the things I thought I had to put on my list of things to worry about. You right. know, I mean, I live in Israel. I thought, okay, right. war... Did you really not think that there was an, uh, 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 a coming pandemic? No. Really? No, no, because I also don't think that way. You always like are reading huh. and you're hearing and you're, you know, and but I also don't think that things are so black and white 
you know, that they'll be and then. See, I, I, this is why people don't listen to me because I'm the guy who's been saying, <laughs> like, I'm like, why are you living in L.A.? There's going to be a right, huge earthquake. Right. And, why, and wh- why do you think there won't be a potential? Now, I agree with you 100%, Aviva, that when we say it's not the end, none of these things are the end of the world. They're all, as a civilization, we survive them and we adapt. Right. And most people will end up okay. Right, right. But these things happened over and over they right. will happen again. Right. I, I, I really do think, and also this is what we were talking about before recording. I really do think, and I, I know I'm biased because I'm a history teacher, but I think most people function out of their living memory. So yes. people I kept talking to, oh, this is like Ebola or H1N1. Right. And I kept saying, no, it's it's going to be more like Spanish flu 1918 and 19. And they would say, what's that? Right, right. I think well, this the is more- the problem because they don't teach history. Well, they- and people don't learn it. Like right. the, more, the more you understand history, the more perspective you have yeah. and that makes you a more enlightened person i don't think you should learn history to be ready for coronavirus <laughs> well, it's not a bad idea but i think no, here's an example be, where there's right. actually uh, it could be even a practical difference because how you behave yeah in other words my kids came to me oh we want to go out per night i'm like i really don't think you should that's that's an optional thing to do so why are you going to a place that's crowded right the question is how much do you change your life yeah also like you know you're i mean my father, you know, till 120 is 87. Mm-hmm. He, you know, just made Aliyah a couple years ago. He takes the buses. He's, mm-hmm. you know, and now what What does he do now? You know, mm-hmm. does he completely, does he go into self-quarantine even though he doesn't have to? But that also has an effect on someone's sure, life. You right. know, if you cut off everything, then then also has a, you your, know. There's, once your morale drops, there's, there's an emotional. There has to be a balance. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I tell people don't take on more measures than that. Than the Ministry of Health has hardly right. imposed upon you, yeah. you know. I think that's a. I think that's good advice. I think people, and that's where you, 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 you. I guess you see people waning between how much they trust government and don't yes. trust government, right? Yeah. That that's a no, big yeah. thing that's, that's going thing. on. But you, whether I, they're exactly right or exactly wrong, I have to wrong. agree with you. Yeah, yeah. That's a good yardstick. Am I doing what the health ministry recommended? Right, because I, I really say. I mean, again, but, I, I just, I feel like these group of people. You can rely on them. You know, yeah. there's a thought. That's good to know. I mean, because I one thing that I was having a discussion with my daughter yesterday, because of course she wants school to be canceled. Of course, of course, of yeah. course. Of course. Right, right. But it, it, there's a there's a a is a, a, a conflict there, it, which is not clear to me as a citizen. Which is, you can't have people more than a hundred people in a, together at once. And my daughter goes to school with hundreds of kids, where right. they go in the lobby and they get right. So that so, was that was a so teacher's unclear. question. Yeah, and a germ can, I mean, let's say, uh, without being too gross, like somebody <laughs> sneezes on a banister, yeah. right. and it's two hours later, I can pick up. Yeah. Right, so the question is, nobody knows exactly how long the virus is lasting. What's on the this transmission? particular virus, we don't know. Yeah, exactly, they don't know. Huh. So that's why they said the transmission. Because it's so new? Yeah, because they yeah. just don't have enough information on it, you know. Mm. They say 15 minutes within six feet, because they know you have to have some kind yeah. of presence with the person who's sick. So that's why they're saying, you know, obviously, like you work in a high tech company, you know what I'm saying? There's like mm-hmm. going to be more than 100 people in your building yeah, that you're yeah. working with. However, you're not all gathering in one room for more than 15 minutes right. to mm-hmm. like listen to whatever. So they drew the line at being in a room with 100 people as opposed right. to a building with Right. I mean, you're right. Look, we're walking around. But, I mean, know. a bus, people are in and out all day. That's right. 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 Did you see they've now they've cordoned off yeah, yeah. the front row? The, do- so the nobody the driver on the driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, a driver person says, oh, I'm not going to come to work. I'm not going right. to, you know, I'm, right. I'm meeting people all day coming right. in and out. Right, right, right. So. I mean, I, I makes sense. But on the other hand, I'm not getting on a bus. Oh no! I took the bus this morning. I have a car. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, you know, but I'm I, I'm reflecting a lot of people's thoughts. I think. No, but yeah, like, I know. If, I know. if it's not safe for the driver, 
Well, because he's being exposed. No, I understand. Right. I'm like, I'm trying to get down to the right. guy on the street. What is he or she thinking? No, but that's why, Aviva, I think your comment is so helpful because you're saying you have professionals. They're giving you guidelines. If you're in their guidelines, you should feel confident and not stress. You right. shouldn't feel anxious because you're in. Now, I think most- It could change the guidelines they, as, as the and situation. When they do, and when they do, you'll change, you know. Right. But that de-stresses it to know there's somebody else covering it. Right. I now, think you're right, though, that- what he said, you know, people, Alan, that, yeah. that uh, about people not trusting the government, it's a problem. It is a problem. But I think also, for me, the problem is, like, I need to get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't just listen to you. Yes. I need, I, it's, okay, so, right, you know, I, not a seven ishma. I'll do it. Right. And then I need to understand it right, also. Right. So, as long as I can understand it, even if, even if I don't trust government in general, but if you're saying that, okay, but I can look, I can go to resources where it's explained and I'll get it. And now that'll help me de-stress a bit. Uh, 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 I think we absolutely have to throw out the point in terms of uh, government is the fact that we are in a year of <laughs> volatile government, you know, yeah. uh, situation, and where we can Change. say, is, whereas Viva has the great has a great experience of being actually knowing the people who are making the decisions and having confidence in them. Also, over time, over time, me right. as the citizen, I don't know those people. All right. I know are those politicians, and I don't have a lot of confidence in them because right. they've yeah. broken it over the last year. Right. So now you're coming, you know, you're getting up, you're telling me. I, I should be doing this and that, but like I see you as, uh, you know, like as very self interested, not being able to get things together, you know, et cetera, well, et cetera, et cetera. We so, are, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a very, it's a very complaining hard about time. the government is a national sport in Israel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but but it's broken. There, it certainly has the the confidence in government has been broken down worse over the last year. In our current times. In our yeah. current times over the last year. And Globally what's been going also. Yeah. It's not yeah, just an Israeli right, issue. Right. But I'm saying in Israel particularly, that's what we're talking about. And mm -hmm. I think that that, it, it, you know, certainly has effect on how people um, respond to government um, uh, ru uh, that's, I'm not going to word um, Ruling? Policy? Policies and uh, in the situation exactly and, and what we should be doing now. Even though what they're reporting in the news is that m for the like vast majority of Israelis, they're following... Right. They're following yeah. the, the record, not the recommendations, the rulings. And people, the, by the way, and this I never thought I'd see in Israel, people who are violating their quarantine are getting reported. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's... The, Israel is such a... No snitching culture, like don't be a stinker. But on this, people are saying, look. And bucking the system. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not going to be the flyer. Yeah. Why should I listen to them? Right. Who's to tell me? Right. But here, I do think there is because a. Because we're also a very hypochondriacal society. Uh, so oh, that, are we? Yes. <laughs> interesting. In some uh, way, yeah. No, but I really appreciate politics aside, I really appreciate how the prime minister presented it as. You're not doing this because you're in mortal danger. Right. We are doing this to protect our elderly and our immunocompromised. Right. And that's right. what we do. Right. That's how we do. Uh, yeah. As a Jewish state, you know, whether it's Kol Yisrael Arabi Mazah or civic responsibility or however you want to frame it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you can also make a difference here between the politicians and the who are and, and the uh, bureaucrats. I don't. I guess. Yeah. I don't always like the word bureaucrat, yeah. but like the, it seems the to have a negative connotation. It but, does, right? But, but the, the administration, but let's the say, who are, are actually the, who are running things, and here, I the, the politicians are not. They're not the ones who are determining it. It's the yeah. it's the people. You know. Well, I would say what the politicians the, the are doing well is they're listening to those experts. The well, experts, there's a big right. argument about closing about putting people in quarantine from the states. They argued about it. I think yeah. the Ministry of Health wanted to do it already. A couple of weeks Last, ago, yeah. and and they really argued about it for a long time. 
They're so, still arguing yeah. about it. still arguing about it, yeah. Because of politics entering into the... But you have to look at the numbers. I mean, there's only been a couple of cases that people have been infected by those people in the country. The majority of the cases, the overwhelming... Are people who came from abroad with mm-hmm. the illness, so, you know? Yeah. Do you... I mean, okay, I guess I shouldn't ask prediction questions. Oh, like, I'm very bad no, at prediction. Me yes. too. Sorry. <laughs> we are, we're, we are I, on record as being awful at predictions <laughs> yeah. in this podcast, so... Oh, no, actually, <laughs> so you've when we do, right we're not so awful. That's <laughs> yeah. why we have... We, we are on record, and I think we have proven that we are paranoid of making predictions. <laughs> but I do think travel is going to get more and more restricted. Is that fair to say? I do. I, I do think that we're going to see, uh, right, things getting... The numbers increasing of the cases and travel being more and more restricted yeah. before it gets better. Hopefully, we won't dip so low before we go back up. But right, and also yeah, people joining together. They're talking about going down even lower, lower than a hundred, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which of course Which is, is ramifications for just you know everything, everything, right? Yeah. Well, look at Italy. They didn't take you know serious enough measures, and now they've basically all businesses have to shut down except for food and medicine. They've businesses. shut down the country, and they and everybody basically is supposed to stay at home in Italy. Yeah. The country. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. But that's what happens when you don't. But hopefully, here in Israel, we're taking steps so we don't end up in that dire. Right, right. right. Which, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But but at least. At least we're taking steps. <laughs> at least we're taking steps. Yeah. Our leaders are. So, you're giving us a good vote of confidence. <laughs> and listeners should, the Ministry of Health is doing their job well. And our policymakers and leaders are overall. I feel. I mean, I don't know. I seriously hope there will not be a fourth election because I said I will personally go protest <laughs> yeah, in front of us. We should be out in the street at yes, this point. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's absurd. Okay. Um, it's malpractice. Except we can't. Yeah. <laughs> we can't gather. We can't gather. Oh, that's the that's real it. reason. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So there was- <laughs> no, I, I, we're, as we're coming to an end, joking aside, what... Can you give us some guidance on the conspiracy theories about this being man-made? I had a neighbor who told me it was like some Chinese complicated plan to, you know, to reduce their population. You know, if people are doing right, this as no. a joke, okay, but if people, but that, we should not be taking things like that seriously. That's not how these sorts of diseases evolve. No, conspiracy evolve. does not. No, no. I, I, in general, I don't, you know, don't prescribe okay. to to or ascribe prescribe to conspiracy theories. But and this two to three percent number, yeah. is sort of a sweet spot for a pandemic because if the number the, is this true that the number if let's say it was a ten percent mortality, it wouldn't spread as much because so many of the hosts would die. Right. If it's point one, it'll spread a lot. But point two and three, it'll still be able enough people will live that it'll spread better. Right, right. I don't know the exact numbers, but yes, overall, it's sort your of a pandemic sweet spot, and that's why the social distancing is so to helpful. slow it down. Right. So that our med- this is the whole thrust, so that our medical infrastructure isn't overwhelmed. Right. Is really what this is all about. Right. Right. Yeah. And so each of us, without panicking, because most of us are going to be fine. No panic. But. You don't have to shower in alcohol gel. Right. <laughs> Thanks for that gross mental picture. <laughs> but like, but okay, cool. Like we'll just we're all gonna be responsible. And 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 we shouldn't be pressured by social things. This should become a priority in our decision making. Like my kids shouldn't go out on a, to a party. I can't, I can't tell you that. Basically, I can't get involved in parenting decisions. Yes, this is all just I just, just want to be yeah, validated. Yeah. The <laughs> only reason we invited you today. <laughs> Basically, his kids are really upset with him that he, that he right, didn't that let he him go out for porn. Right, that he didn't let them go to the porn They were party? total cool. No, I let yeah. them go. I oh. said, you're adults because they're, my kids yeah. are all they're, over right. 18 and over. Okay. So I said, you You're talking about your 35-year-old daughter? You said you can't go to the I'm talking about my 18 and my 19-year-old. And I'm like, to me, that's The older ones didn't even ask. No, they're being... Yeah. 
So, so my 18, 19-year-old, and I said, I, I think you're using your social pressure more than your good citizen pressure. I think that's sort of some the time thing teenagers do. So I disagree with you. And then they went, and I, you know, right. we understood each other. Right, but, right. But you just want some backup here. I want another adult <laughs> to tell me I was right. Yeah. No, you want an expert to tell you. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. I now get involved in <laughs> That's fair. That's why we invited because you're so wise and <laughs> smart that you. <laughs> I could make the you didn't fall into his uh, trap. That's right. But but we do think that travel is going to be restricted. People should take that into account. We do think, think that yeah. people should listen to the health ministry. Yes. Well, obviously it's the it's law. A good so line. I always yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's true too. <laughs> And if you don't get it right away, that's okay. That's okay. Exactly. You can go, there are you lots can of things that I do that I don't get right away. I right. think it's, you know, we can humble ourselves yeah. here. You know, just because we don't understand the exact mechanism of how does not mean that we shouldn't abide. Because that's something I hear all the time. Well, I don't see why I should exactly. go to a place of less than, well, I know. Well, you, you'll understand it after. Right. Or not. Right now. Or, or not. not. But these are what people who have a thought process have, you know, made a decision. And you can, you know... And it's worth it to rely on them. Yes, yeah. yes, that is pretty much my take-home message. Yes. Well, Aviva, yes. that is so helpful. Very Thank helpful. you. Oh, That's glad. like exactly. Yeah. I think the type you gave us the the exact type of perspective we needed for this for what we do here at our podcast. I think that's perfect and super duper helpful. Thank I'm you so, so much. I'm so glad. It was my pleasure. Thanks I feel so better much, yeah. too. I feel like a little more. I'm not an anxious person by nature, so I was already pretty calm. But you've also you even just for me, you've given me a sense of. I've gotten a more more sense of a confidence in the yeah. in the people who are dealing with it and making the decisions. So thank yeah. you. Oh, I'm very glad. Yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. so so much. And people can always contact us at the Shirpransky Project oh. if they have you know any kind of health issue. You help people okay. who are not necessarily Israeli. We help anybody who's the... an English speaker, and sometimes we help people who are Spanish speakers because I speak Spanish. So people, oh. anybody who has to navigate the healthcare system. And yeah. is that for Israelis and non-Israelis? Anybody, anybody who anybody speaks who's English in or Israel. possibly Spanish yeah. in Israel? Yeah. So advice or actual advocacy both. or both? Both. Right. Wow, Kola Kavod, okay. that's a huge uh, service. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're nonprofit, so we don't charge. And but right. if yeah. people want to contribute, they can. They can uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, they canceled the marathon or they delayed the marathon. That was our biggest fundraiser event. So. Okay, so we'll put a link on the podcast to how people can find your website and contribute and things like that. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Aviva. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Mike. And (laughs) thank you, Ben, for engineering us to the end of the episode, which this is. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Macomb Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Join us next time. Bye.